welcome back. And if you're new here, thanks for stopping by. I hope you find some value here. If you caught last week's episode and the week before that, we've been talking about ways to clear up money blocks. And it only seems fitting to talk about ways to open up to your abundance and letting that flow. And before we dive into that today, let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I'm a mindset coach counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer, and I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have gone through some things that perhaps we don't like to boast about. But we know we want to do better for ourselves because it's not only good for us, but it's good for our kids and our community and just overall the world we live in. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo some of that crap that maybe has happened to you along the way that has gotten you off course or maybe continues to keep you stuck and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you are designed to live. And during this episode, I'll be sharing ways for you to open up in order for abundance to flow into your life. You know, there's a misconception that abundance is about wanting more. But true abundance is to know in your bones that you are enough. Because you are. As much as we are content with who we are today, there's always one more layer of mystery inside, which is what we look forward to unfolding. We are curious by nature. It's just that sometimes life pushes it aside, and I want you to pull that curiosity of you back out of hiding and Get curious about your life. Get curious about your money. Get curious about your health, your relationships, all of that. It's interesting to see how our immediate surroundings impact our intentions, priority, and overall wellness. By a nonstop feeding of the unwritten scripts into our unconscious mind, this is what I often refer to as our inner critic. Look, your inner critic, that little voice inside your head, also known as your unconscious mind, some people call it the subconscious mind, it's like tomato or tomato, it's the same thing. But that little voice right there is listening to everything that you're interacting in your life, the people that you're hanging out with, the things that you say to yourself, the things that you repeat to others how you spend your money, how you take care of your body, how you think of relationships, all of that is on 24-7, which is why I constantly talk about how your words impact your thoughts. And your thoughts become those behaviors and habits and patterns that you do every single day from an unconscious level. This is why it's so very important to be mindful of those thoughts, those words, those actions that you're doing daily. Are they moving you forward? Are they making you curious or are they keeping you stuck? Are they keeping you content, which eventually gets uncomfortable, right? I mean, if we're content where our life is today, let's say with you know, our health and our fitness, if we're not maintaining that, 
and we're just content with status quo, I can tell you as your body continues to age and things change with you physically, if you remain content as you are today, that those things are not going to feel as good in five, ten years down the road. Because your body's changed, but your mind thought hasn't, and so you keep still doing the same thing. Look, increasingly pressured by modern lifestyle and everyone else's expectations, many people are confused between abundance and attachment. There's nothing wrong with obtaining any external possessions. In fact, we should enjoy the journey of getting there. However, the problem arises when we tie our self-worth to them. Our possessions, or lack thereof, cannot determine our self-worth. Our worthiness is to value who we are, regardless of where we come from or what we do. That bears repeating again. Your worthiness is to value where you are, regardless of where you came from or what you do. I want you to hear me on this. Abundance is not about chasing things that make us feel good temporarily. No matter how convincing it can be, things cannot fill the void inside. Abundance is not competition. Sitting lonely on top of a pyramid without touching the ground will only make us feel even more isolated in the long run. Abundance is not about having it all. Wanting too much is only scarcity manifested in a different form. We just need the right things and the right experiences at the right time. So, what is abundance then? If we look around, Mother Nature grows mountains and oceans and trees and precious metals and delicious food and phenomenal flowers all effortlessly. Our world is an abundant one. We knew this when we were born, yet we might have lost our sense of abundance as times gone by. There's a misconception that abundance is about wanting more, but true abundance, as I said, is to know in your bones that you are enough, because you are. Contrary to common belief, abundance is not about excessive usage of resources, but turning back to our true nature. It's about giving and receiving freely. It's about caring for our own heart and each other's. It's about cultivating our ability to enjoy our everyday It's about believing in yourself despite the external ups and downs. It's about a deep, meaningful connection with yourself and the world. It's about opportunities to grow and express and our freedom to choose. However, if we forget about what abundance really looks like, we tend to seek assurance or grab approval externally. That's when we can feel frustrated and get cut off from the flow. Opening up abundance flow is actually very simple. 
today, you can walk away after listening to this episode with ways to tap into the current of abundance flow wherever you are, whatever you're working on. One, first thing first, live. To live truly abundantly, you'll need your magic, your zest, your gusto, whatever you want to call that. They are reflected in your presence. If you're feeling, oh, hum, you might want to turn that around. Go put on some upbeat music or something and get, go find that again. I know you had it at one time, and I know maybe it just got knocked off or something, but you have that in you. Go find that. When you step into your presence, people might not be able to put a finger on it, but they'll tell. Show your presence by being more open-hearted and less judgmental. By activating your senses instead of numbing them out. By honoring your most authentic self rather than hiding from it. You don't need to become some big spiritual guru to show your presence. This is a simple act. No matter where you are, what you do. When you say hello to your neighbors, really mean it. Pause your mental scenes in your head. Look into their eyes, sharing your good vibes. If someone has done a good job for you, don't hold back from expressing your appreciation, no matter how shy you might be. Imagine what it might mean to that person to feel appreciated for what they've done. Give genuine praise as generously and regularly as possible just because. Get used to doing that. Practice that so that it becomes second nature. Be generous with your presence. I know this takes work sometimes, but will make your life so much more joyful, so much more vibrant. Number two, replace complaints with gratitude. Life is not perfect, and moaning is tempting. But is our complaint constructive? Will it improve the situation at all? If not, we should focus on what we are grateful to have. The more we celebrate what we have, the more we'll notice how much there is available to us. The world loves a sincere heart. A sincere heart gives thanks, pays attention to people and things that you're grateful for. Light that up. Even if your situation right now is not ideal, there's likely to be someone in a different part of the world who is eager to have your life. Gratitude can shift our vibration immediately. It helps us lower our cortisol or the stress hormone. Spend some uninterrupted time with your loved ones or those that light you up. Where there is gratitude, I can tell you there's always a spark, a spark of hope, a spark of aha, a spark of curiosity. Number three, write a thank you note, or a few. Life ebbs and flows and we cannot make it on our own. Who has changed your life? Who has made a positive impact on your life? Something I learned 
long ago, and it wasn't something that somebody necessarily taught me, but I was an observer of, was it seems like at funerals is the time that we always have something nice to say about someone, or we remember something wonderful or nice or thoughtful that that person did for us or how they made us feel. And so that we share that with other people at their service. But shouldn't we be sharing that with that person? Again, I don't know how old I was when I had that awareness, but from that moment on, I've made it a point that I will write letters to people who, when I was a kid, Maybe I haven't spoke to them in 30 years, 20 years or whatever. I've actually written them a letter to tell them what difference they made in my life. And this was before they died. And I can't help but believe that it makes a difference to know that because we never know what somebody's going through and we never know what kind of impact we're making on somebody. So send somebody a note, send them a card, send them an email, send them a text however you communicate these days. A few genuine sentences are more than enough. No matter how busy they are, you will make their day. Imagine making their day to where they actually stop stressing over what they're stressing over, that they're upset about something, and they just pause for a minute because your words came at the absolute perfect time. Words that they weren't even expecting, but they needed. And you made that impact on them. That's pretty abundant. Number four, take stock and declutter. Periodically, nature clears away what is no longer necessary. So should we. To be in the abundance flow, we need less distraction. Make a list of things, habits, and patterns that no longer serve you or serve your health, happiness, creativity, peace, or wealth. It's time to let those go. It's time to maybe share them with somebody else who the person you were five years ago really needed what you have now, and now you can pass that on to them. Don't just make a mental list, but grab a piece of paper, write them down, It'll help you reflect better. Then start the decluttering process ASAP. When you let go of the toxins and the staleness, your whole system, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, creatively, they all sigh and breathe better. And that's what we want, right? Number five, say yes to the right things, even if they scare you. Give yourself permission to say yes to things or people that make your heart sing, your spirit soar, and your body feel grounded. Go to your genius zone, even if that means you'll have to stretch your comfort zone more than usual. This is where growth comes from. Growth doesn't come from waiting one day. Growth doesn't come from waiting until you're ready, because I can tell you, my friends, you'll never be ready, which means you'll never grow. You're not asked to take the whole staircase. Just take a step. And it doesn't have to be perfect, but movement is what causes growth, not, stag not sitting there being content. That creates stagnation. We're wanting there to be an abundance of flow in your life, right? 
Number six, say no. Meanwhile, have courage to say no to things and people who make you feel small, wrong, underappreciated, or out of alignment. And I know this might be really super hard for some of you that would probably not label yourself as people pleasers, but it's just who you are to, you feel like that's just your essence is you're always wanting to make sure everybody else is happy. But I can tell you sometimes you get burned out, you get cranky, you get upset because one, there's not going to be anybody showing up for you because everybody just thinks that you're fine and dandy because that's how you present yourself even on your worst days, right? And you take on more than you need to take on. I don't know if it's because you feel guilty, if you feel like you're letting other people down, if you feel like, you know, other people have it worse than you. Those are all stories that we tell ourselves to justify why we continue to put ourselves out of the way and put other people before us. Now, I'm not talking about being so self-centered that you don't help each other. What I'm saying, it's like the airline where you have to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help other people. So I want you to know that you have full permission to just use the word no. You don't have to. No period is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to justify yourself. If you don't want to go out with friends tomorrow night, then it's just no thank you. Period. Don't explain yourself. Number seven, be kind to your body. You have one body, so take care of it. Hug more. Kiss more. Touch more. When your body knows how to receive, so will your mind. This is something that I've had to work on myself for the majority of my life. So I know that if any of you out there are listening to this and you struggle with your own body and your own self-image and all of that, I, I get that. I'm grateful to have finally healed that aspect of myself, which I would be more than happy to share with you on how to do the same for yourself. Because I can't tell you how many other doors in my life have opened as a result of healing just that one area of my life. Mind-blowing. Number eight, take responsibility for your money. Your financial health is an essential component of the abundance landscape that we're talking here. Your relationship with money does not have to be a stressful one. Look, we got lots of noise, I'm going to call it, noise blasting out, whether through social media, news media, government announcements of how gloom and doom the financial market is, how, how basically everything is crashing. And I can tell you that unless you separate yourself from this and unless you take stock in listening to other things that support your well-being, you're going to find yourself getting wrapped up into that scenario. I can tell you we've been on the planet for a very, very long time. 
and we've had ebbs and flows with finances throughout all of it. You know, whether we were using rocks or gems or minerals or stones or whatever as currency as opposed to actual paper money or now we use plastic cards for everything. There's always been seasons with financial markets, whether it be money, housing, stocks, anything like that. Even prior to, you know, modern day times, this is not the first rodeo that we're going through on this. So take heed in what you're allowing to come between your ears because that's impacting the relationship with your money. You need to take charge of those thoughts of what you're allowing to come in and manage that because that's how you're going to feel empowered when it comes to your relationship with your money. Which follows up to number nine, which is improve your personal finance. One of the best practical ways to feel more relaxed around money is to sort out your personal finances and make it better than last week, last month, last year. Maybe it's time you start paying off the debit, the debt that cost you the most interest. Look at whatever it is that you are actually paying out every month besides, you know, your home, your electricity, food, the basics, food, clothing, and shelter. And see where it is that your money's actually going. Do you have a relationship with those things? Or are they just convenient? Are they just, or have you justified them in your mind that they're a necessity? I want you to see, make a list of all of those. And I want you to see those ones that you're labeled necessity and see how they are positively impacting your financial flow. This is where a great time, if you don't do this already, it seems like because of so much automation, uh, people don't even have checkbooks anymore or checkbook registries. They're not keeping tabs on their money. They're not necessarily even setting up budgets. This is where I'm going to encourage you, go old school. Set a budget for yourself so you know exactly where every penny that you're spending is going. And is it a temporary spin that's going to make you temporarily feel good? Or is it a necessity that is propelling you forward to the vibrant life that you're wanting? Let's stop living beyond today. Live today, but also, what do you want your tomorrow to look like? You have to be mindful of what it is you're spending your money on. And... If things are tight right now, you absolutely can do another form of income stream. There's so many possibilities. You got, I don't know, master real resale rights of digital courses that you could sell. There's um, network marketing businesses. Maybe you have your favorite shampoo or your favorite supplement that you use. See if they have an affiliate program. See if... They have an opportunity for, if you're sharing it on your social media sites 
and you're telling your friends and family about how, you know, this shampoo's really lighting your head up and it, your hair's grown back and it feels better than it's ever felt, why would you not take advantage of an affiliate program they have or a way to make some extra money? Again, I know for myself, there was a period of time where I didn't know how I was going to feed my family. I was worried about whether I was going to have to move or not. I can tell you I was not too proud to do jobs like network marketing or that to make money to provide for my family. The alternative was to be homeless or living on couch surfing on people's couches. I did not want that for my kid. You have to know what your bottom line is. You have to know where you draw the line in the sand and you say, this is not where I'm going anymore and I got to do whatever the hell I need to do to get out of this. And I'm telling you, you take action and start focusing on that. You'll start to see things start to shift and turn. These are simple little things that you can do. And just do them step by step, bit by bit. And I'm telling you, they will make a difference in the world. And you'll start to cultivate a relationship with your money that maybe you once had, maybe you've never had, but now you're going to have an improved quality of a relationship with your money. Number 10, forgiveness. Move on, move on, and move on. Abundance has a very light energy. It becomes more available to you when you're not stressed out nor hanging on to resentments or drama or past entanglements. Forgive everyone, yourself included, who has annoyed or brushed up against you in the past and especially those that are close to you and loved ones. The loved ones are the greatest test of all for us. You know, we want to ditch those, and that's why we hang out with our friends. I think God gave us friends just for alternatives. But our families, our families that we chose to come through, were for a reason. And there's something in there that we can learn about ourselves. And there's something in there that we can learn to forgive as a result of things that have happened. Forgiveness is not about excusing the wrongs that someone else has done or exposing the wound or getting hurt all over again, but it's letting go of resentment or the haunting mentality of they still owe me or they did me wrong or that was really messed up. Because at some point, that becomes who your identity is. I've shared with, on this podcast, about being, my early childhood being sexually abused. And for a long time, I identified with that. I, I was angry. I was so mad. And so hurt that, you know, people could do these awful things. And I wanted justice, you know. And of course, you want them to something terrible to happen to them and you want them to feel as much pain as you do but the thing was I kept repeating this over and over in my head to where I became a victim I became a victim of lots of things in my life unconsciously 
I became a victim to not having any other future healthy relationships. I became a victim of not being worthy enough to have whatever my dream job was. I became a victim of not feeling that I was worth a whole lot and therefore my bank account reflected that. There was an, an indignation in myself that if I forgave that person that somehow or those people that somehow I was letting them off the hook and they did not deserve to get let off the hook for what they had done. But what I was not being aware of is that I was still stuck on that hook too. And once I was able to free myself from that hook and let that go, wow, a whole new world emerged that I never even imagined possible. Forgiveness is a powerful thing. No matter how hard it is, forgiveness is a choice. And perhaps it's a lot easier to forgive others than forgiving ourselves. However, forgiveness is one of the most empowering ways to grow your soul. One of the best gifts you can give yourself, I promise you. Even if forgiveness is challenging for you right now, at least stop hanging on to those stories. God, those stories get heavier and heavier with each passing year. There is a big and beautiful world right in front of you waiting for you to explore it. Each time we forgive, we liberate money. We create more joy. We create more peace. We relieve heavy burdens in our heart and we open up to a whole new level of abundance. Number 11, show up to life. Invite life to open up and line up some good surprises for you. Be curious and wondrous to find out what's waiting for you. And most importantly, show up. This is where that coming into saying yes comes up. That means keep developing good daily habits. Be on time for the appointments you've promised. Follow through with your commitment and aim to over-deliver once in a while. Surprise people. Life is not always easy, but there is hidden sweetness no matter what your circumstances are. Be courageous and find out what that is. Number 12, enjoy some quality time with just yourself. Give yourself sufficient time and space to write, read, journal, make art, create something new, take a personal development and growth course, program, class, training, whatever. When your creative expression is in flow, other areas follow suit. I hope you're starting to see that or hear that as we talk about this, how one area of our life impacts. We have six major areas of our life and one of those gets out of whack and I can promise you it floods over to the other five areas of your life. Number 13, reconnect with someone. 
pick up the phone and call a good friend who you haven't been in touch with for a while and let find out what's new in their world. Ask a friend if there's anything you can support them on. This is, again, coming back to that giving and receiving. This isn't creating that balance of flow. Number, let's see, where are we here? Because I'm kind of going on. Oh, this is a very good one. Sorry about that. Laugh more. Modern life can be hard and daunting. Don't make it harder for yourself by enduring everything else alone. Again, disconnect from social media when you need to. Disconnect from the news. There's nothing new they're going to tell you as the day goes on. They just repeat, repeat, repeat until it's a form of brainwashing. But it's a form of just fear-inducing. And you deserve better than that. You do. So I'm going to encourage you to laugh some more. Start a conversation with a friend. I know my best friend and I, we send stupid cartoons or gifs or little videos that we see on social media to one another. And I mean, we're both laughing so hard. Sometimes we'll even be on the phone with one another because we're not in each other's presence. And we will be laughing over the one that we just sent each other. I'm telling you, there's something so significantly good about laughing. It connects us to other people. It connects us to ourselves. It connects us to our flow. You're getting this here? Have fun in your life. Stop waiting for the economy to get better. Stop waiting for things to not be so hard. Stop waiting. Stop waiting. You putting your life on hold is not going to make life any more abundant or flowing or joyful or peaceful or any of those things. You have to take control of your life, embrace it, and step forward with it. In essence, remind yourself what life is about. When you get up in the morning after a solid, deep sleep, and if you're not doing that, then we need to talk. I can help you with that. Get yourself in some sunshine. And even if that's opening up the window, that sun first thing in the morning, even if it's under a cloud, has an amazing impact on your circadian rhythm of your body. It's what wakes you up. It's what gets you going. Not, you know the blue screen on your phone or a hundred cups of coffee or that energy drink, good old fashioned sun, go back to the basics. If you have a pet, spend some time with your pet. I'm telling you, nobody loves you more than your pet does. They just are unbelievable fur babies of love. Or if you have a crazy schedule, you have to manage to schedule yourself into that schedule. You have to block off time in your schedule. You cannot be that busy. And if you are, we need to talk about that because I have to wonder what else might be going on that you overextend yourself too much or to maybe not managing your time adequately or feelings of you're not good enough to have some self-care, to have some downtime, have some quiet time you are 
It's part of what allows the flow to happen. As we begin to wrap up this week's episode, I want to remind you that abundance is not a luxury, but a necessity. Otherwise, we'll go extinct. Titles cannot define us. Status does not contain us. Every breath we take is a treasure given by heaven. Accepting this heavenly gift, we rise with the sun, dance with the moon, and rest peacefully by the mountain and the river. We are both children and shapers of the world. We are that what we are. We are true and we are carefree. And I want you to remember that. I want you to tap back into that. If you found this helpful or would like more topics like this or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I encourage you to reach out and schedule some time with me, which I'll share with you in just a minute. I'm also going to encourage you to follow and share this podcast One, because a new episode gets dropped every week. And two, we never know the impact of just what something might hit somebody in a way that allows them to heal, move forward, let go, and flow. Lastly, I want to share with you how you can connect with me or schedule some time with me. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook, Dr. Kelly Ray B. B is in brown. My TikTok is Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.